My name is Anthony Kalika. I'm trying to get funding and create my zombie preparedness course app. I'm a fan of the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp. And I want to introduce our guest today because I'm really, actually really excited about going through this journey. I think it's going to be inspirational and it's going to be uh, very educational as well for us. Uh, his name is Aaron Michael. Aaron Michael, and he is the CEO of PathSource, the CEO of uh, PathSource. And so if you want to just pause the podcast now and check out his website, it's very easy to find. Just go to pathsource.com and you'll see a beautiful website. It's a lot of work gone into that. And uh, you can find all, all out about it. But then come back and listen to us because we've got some great stuff to, to share with you tonight. So, uh, Aaron, I just wanted to wish you a warm welcome to the App Guy podcast. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be on your show. Yeah. That's, well, first of all, I'd love to, to learn a little bit about your background, what uh, uh, prompted you to start your own thing and become the CEO of PathSource. Where did you get the inspiration from? Perhaps you could spend the first few minutes just talking through your journey uh, as it is so far. Sure. Well, my my co-founder, Alex Lee, and I have different di- different drivers behind what brought us into uh, in- into this project. But for me, uh, it, it's something that I certainly could have used in high school as well as in college. Um, you know, throughout high school and throughout college, I, I, I thought I had my path. I was going to go into environmental law and I was going to eventually sell out and do pro bono environmental uh, work and, and while well, working for a corporate law firm. And I had this plan, and it was going to be terrific. And then, uh, I, you know, after I graduated from college, I did some some internships, uh, sort of kind of fluffy, wuffy internships, State Department of Environmental Protection, Conservation Law Foundation, and so on. Uh, and I applied to some law schools. I got in, and just before going, I said to myself, you know, maybe I should try interning with a corporate law firm. And it was the best decision I ever made. Uh, within a week or so, I was absolutely sure that this was not a good fit for me. I would have been uh, terrible at the job. I would have been not very happy. Um, it, it just was not a good fit. Uh, and so that saved me years of time and probably hundreds of over $100,000. Um, but, you know, if I had had a tool like PathSource back when I was in high school, in college or after college, I, I could have literally saved myself years of time and frustration, started starting companies, um, you know, when I was in my late teens or early 20s. So, you know, that's really why I created this. I I wish that I had it there uh, at a point in my life when I needed it. Yeah, well, you are joining a long list of most of the successful entrepreneurs on this show uh, who have uh, had their own experience, their own problem that in life, uh, and they've uh, invented something, created something to actually solve that problem. And it's one of the big long-running themes of this show is that we've learned that uh, to solve real problems is actually what we need to do rather than just clone other apps that are out there. And uh, so I can really resonate with what's going on because all of us listening, I'm pretty sure if we all were very honest, uh, when we uh, go through college, it does present some really challenging times for knowing what we actually want to do. So how, how does PathSource figure it out for you? 
Sure. So basically, we connect the dots between education, careers, lifestyle, and budget. And we, we've been doing this for, for an audience that includes, includes high schools, middle schools, uh, and, and to a limited degree, colleges and public libraries. But what we're in the process of doing is culling a number of the core components of our uh, full sort of SaaS solution and putting all of those into a free mobile app. Uh, so that's going to come out in November. And if it, somebody, if any of your listeners want to uh, get access to it as soon as it comes out, they can go to pathsource.com and uh, sign up early for it right now. Um, but basically, a user will go into that app. Uh, they are able to take what we call a lifestyle assessment, where we uh, ask them about basically everything that goes into their monthly expenses, from uh, housing, rent, uh, to their car payments, to student debt loans, you know, everything across the board. And we turn that into a uh, essentially a annual minimum after-tax salary that you need to be making in order to support the lifestyle that you either currently have or that you want to have. Uh, then we connect that with your interests and your perceived aptitudes uh, to recommend to you a set of careers that are good fit for you. Then we associate that set of careers with our library of 2,600 informational interviews on video with every people in every type of job you can imagine. And these aren't off of YouTube. These are We, we filmed all of these videos uh, ourselves. We actually had two Emmy winners on board who, who, who filmed those for us. Um, and these are people who each answer about seven questions uh, about their career path, about how they got there. Uh, and it really gives people a chance to sort of say, geez, is this a good fit for me? Would this job fit my passion? Um, I, you know, can I really see myself being happy in this role? And then finally, we give you a really, really good deep dive into career data related to that job, uh, as well as if you have not gone to school yet, um, sort of the educational path to that job and educational info so that you really sort of have a, a holistic, comprehensive view of, okay, where do I want to go and how do I get there? Well, I just have to say, Aaron, that uh, congratulations on bringing the world such an awesome thing because... Uh, I look back at my career and, uh, you know, when I was really young, I was very influenced by marketing, by misinformation, by films. I remember watching uh, something with uh, Wall Street, in fact, and that really uh, promoted the idea of going to work in the city of London. And, you know, I changed my career kind of later on in life. And I wish I had path source when I was uh, younger. And so what I'd, I think all the apps to tribe would love to know uh, you know, you have such an awesome idea and most people would have sat on that, but you made it into a reality. How did you actually start the thing? How did you get uh, the idea off the ground? And did you end up uh, bootstrapping and funding the idea yourself? Did you get funding? Perhaps you could tell us about that part of it, because then that can inspire us to do the same thing. Sure. And I, I appreciate your kind words. The way that we we got going with this was actually we had given it a, an initial launch uh, a, a long time back with you know a minimum viable product with emphasis on minimum and you know it was a, a half broken website uh, maybe a, a hundred videos and we were go the initial idea was just 
career videos, right? We didn't have any of these these other pieces of the puzzle. And we got a uh, a few colleges, uh, brand name colleges, to actually sign on for this. Uh, and I remember in particular one one conversation with, uh, you know, this was a, a top 20 college with their career services department. And I did Q&A with their whole career services in person. It was about two hours and they were tough, you know, sweating uh, at the at the end of this thing. And finally, the, the woman who was the director of career services said, okay, we want to give this a go. And, you know, I'm doing jumping jacks in my head. I said, all right, this is terrific. And we went into her office to sort of discuss the, the details. And she, she basically said, look, we, we have a very small budget. Uh, what we can pay you was roughly $1,500 per year for their, you know, 15,000 students. And I'm sitting there saying, oh, I see. This is crazy. You can't build a business off of this. Uh, and so at that point, I actually stepped back from this for a while, uh, went into some other uh, uh, other things, and then it was only when I met my co-founder, Alex Lee, that we decided to to boot this back up and focus on a different market, uh, which was the, the, the K-12 marketplace, high school students, um, middle school students, and, uh, and we gave this go. We tested it in San Francisco, the San Francisco Unified School District, got just out of this world results, 93% of students saying that they would recommend it to a friend, uh, 50% of the kids who came in not knowing what they wanted to do came out having found a career that really excited them. You know, just outstanding data. Uh, and and we said, okay, there's really something here. And at that point, we said, all right, we're going to go ahead and build build a real business around this. Uh, so we scrapped the that initial site, uh, started building a new one from uh, from scratch. And that, you know, you can draw a direct line from that point to where we are today, where we're now expanding into offering uh, a solution for 18 to 25-year-olds and, and really even older than that. The, the, what we've built out is really helpful for people up until uh, through about 40 years old. Um, so that's, that, that's sort of a little bit of the backdrop there. On the fundraising side, uh, we, we've raised a small amount of venture capital as well as uh, a bit from foundations and and angels as well. Uh, got started with a little bit of seed capital from friends and family, and uh, we've been fortunate to really get a, a number of outstanding investors who have both contributed capital as well as a lot of mentorship and, and, and value in a number of different ways. Well, I want to pick up on one of the things that you mentioned there. I mean, it's, it's, it's really interesting going through the story with you because it just shows that when you get the idea, it's a long way from actually realizing it. And in a way, you know, what I've learned with the podcast and with what I'm doing is that it becomes a journey and you don't really figure it out. It's a bit of a puzzle as you, you use the word puzzle. How much of the puzzle do you need to know from the outset and how much is actually you figuring it out along the way, along the journey? It's a great question. And my, my hypothesis here is that the vast majority of companies that you see on uh, in the news and hear about on TV and so on, where it sounds as though they they sort of figured it out day one and and the rocket ship took off from that point. Uh, it, it's kind of crap, right? Uh, you know, I've got got a number of friends who have started some huge companies, uh, and I I know the real stories behind those companies, and then I know the public stories behind those companies, and those tend to look pretty different. Um, so. Usually, what actually ends up happening is you start with an idea, 
uh, and you start with an idea and hopefully you've got some good people to test that idea. Uh, and it, that, that idea is almost never what ultimately gets built into a big business and makes you a lot of money. Uh, it, it is simply a starting point it, along, as you put it, uh, a journey. And, and over time, you make a ton of errors. And uh, as the saying goes, you want to fail fast uh, and, and test very often. Uh, you know, the, the more you can test and the faster you can learn, the better a business you're going to build and the better the people you have on board with you, testing with you, learning with you, uh, the faster that process is going to go, the better you'll be able to iterate and, and the quicker you'll be able to get to the business model that's going to generate a lot of revenue and hopefully make an impact on the world. Aaron, the one thing I want to pick up on now, I think will help us out as app developers and the apps to tribe listening is that you have a lot of content that you need to deliver for you know your business model in fact and uh, i'm just wondering how much of that is user generated content um, because i can imagine that if you're a student you go through this process you probably want to give back and and share your experiences what it's like in your your new workplace and so, so how did you go about getting uh, all the content to start off with all the videos and uh, how much of it is user generated? Sure. So it, it's actually uh, our content is not USG. We it, not not user generated. We we pull our content from a, a pretty broad range uh, of different places. Um, and the the videos we created ourselves. We actually uh, have videographers who go out and uh, and interview people from all sorts of different jobs and. We ha were able to track sort of w within different career clusters, different career pathways. Uh, okay, how many videos do we have in this this particular field in this industry, and so on? And, and we're able to, at this point with twenty six hundred videos, really be able to to dig down and say, all right, we've only got you know eight videos in uh, this particular area. Let's go find uh, a few people who can give us more. And uh, what, what's really been terrific about that is we tried all sorts of different ways to get people to make videos and while I won't go too deeply into it because I don't want to sort of give up that element of our secret sauce you know w one key thing is simply that we we're just very honest with our interviewees and we tell them look that you're doing this to help um, help people make better career decisions uh, and help them decide whether your career path uh, is the right fit for them and we're look, just looking for, for honesty from you. We're ultimately going to ge generate revenue off of this video, but the, the people who are using your content uh, will not have to pay for it. Um, so that, you know, that's pretty, pretty exciting. Uh, and, and people sort of get it, and, and they're on board with it. So that's... Uh, yeah, because that, I can imagine as well, Aaron, that you, know, like, uh, you have uh, clients, effectively, your audience are uh, students and young people looking for a path and then they go on and they find that path and, and is that the end of the relationship with you? So we look at this as something that is tremendously helpful in key inflection points throughout someone's life. right? It, at this point, uh, the average adult uh, changes careers seven times. But if you look at the, the trend lines for people who are 
uh, a little bit younger that that's moving towards changing careers 20 times over the course of their lifetime. Uh, it, it's really jumpy. And so, and our market research shows that even when people aren't actually in the midst of a transition, they're still exploring other jobs. So they're constantly in the process of looking around to see what's out there. And so we end up adding value at each of the, those explorations, at each of those uh, sort of, geez, what, what do I want to do next points? And, uh, and somebody's able to come in and depending on uh, sort of what they're looking for, if they're trying to figure out, okay, I have no clue what I want to do uh, and I want to get to the point where I figure that out and then I have a job, we would, uh, so we would curate for them uh, the right suite of tools to get them to that point. On the other hand, if they come in and say, geez, you know, I'm, I'm in this, uh, in my second job and I kind of want to stay in this industry, but uh, I'm not happy in this particular position. You know, we have a, a job board and some other uh, really cool HR tools that we're going to be coming out with uh, pretty shortly that uh, we would just curate that set of tools for them so that we could take them directly into finding a job. Um, so that's that's sort of how we think about it. Uh, that almost goes full circle with what we were talking about early, earlier where you know, you find this stuff out as you're going along the journey, because I can imagine that wasn't part of your thinking when you first thought of the idea. So, uh, right, right, uh, exactly. So one of the, uh, I mean, I love this topic because this is what the podcast is all about. It's uh, being an authentic podcast that tries to give uh, the, the audience, the apps to tribe listening, the real story, because as you said, the, the press pick up on these big wins. And uh, I love what you said about what you read in the press is not typically how those entrepreneurs uh, actually ended up being successful because you only get a very thin slice of all the positive. And so hence the, the reason for this podcast. Now, what I want to transition to, uh, Aaron, is that the, uh, the, the, the uh, you would have heard on previous shows that you listened to is we try to uh, think about app ideas and flesh out new app ideas. And I couldn't help but think as you were talking how awesome the future is for you, given the technology that's coming out. And, you know, I'm almost thinking if I'm a student, I want to get like some appreciation of what a, a job is like, what a career is like. Wouldn't it be great to go and live that career for a morning or a day uh, using Google Glass? Hmm. That's interesting. So almost like, so, or even Oculus Rift or one of those where you could just put the headset on and you can go and experience what it's like you know, to have that job for for the morning or the day. <laughs> so I, I I do I do love that concept and the idea of of job shadowing is a very very interesting one as well as uh, sort of the the concept of of mentorship more broadly and unfortunately uh, it, when it comes to real job shadowing most young adults uh, either a don't have the um, don't have the connections to be able to get in and shadow a job, uh, or B, don't have sort of the, the, the wherewithal or the, the courage to be able to reach out to um, different companies and say, hey, can I come in and, and shadow this? Uh, so it tends to happen much less often than uh, I, I think as a society we would like. Uh, but the idea of doing it with Google Glass, I think, is, is quite interesting, um, or, or with an Oculus Rift. The 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 problem that one could run into is that uh, attention span for young adults uh, when watching these types of videos drops quite quickly. Uh, so 
I think that the Oculus Rift idea is interesting because you're, you could actually really truly be immersed in it and so the attention span might last significantly longer than for a video. So that's that's a really cool idea to explore. I've, I haven't heard that before. Yeah, well, that's what this show is all about. It's trying to explore the future and uh, it just it came to mind. Uh, you're right with the attention span, but uh, the thought of, uh, you know, because I, I remember I, my previous job, um, I've had career changes. I, I, mean, I can't believe I'm sitting here you know, talking to you in casual clothing. Um, I've grown my hair. And, you know, only um, uh, several years ago, I was wearing a pinstripe suit and working in the city of London in finance. So a complete career shift for me. And uh, so that's why I love the idea of trying to kind of, you know, get these uh, paths sorted out for, for young people at, uh, at a good age. But uh, what I was thinking of is that when we had interns, uh, we used to just sit the interns down and didn't really... They didn't really get a grasp of what it was like to be at whatever career they were going for. They, you know, they used to just get the rubbish jobs, the boring jobs, <laughs> the admin, make the cup of tea, that kind of thing. And I, I'm not sure if interns uh, or, or going in work as an intern is is a great introduction to that career. Yeah, I, it, it's a great point, and I, I think it varies greatly depending on the internship. I, you're absolutely right that. If it's a get a cup of coffee internship, you're probably not going to learn much. Uh, but some internships, uh, you're really able to prove yourself and uh, and be able to go do some some pretty cool stuff while you're still a student. So, given given the the fact that as a student, there's not a lot of opportunities out there. Um, I think internships are are still one of the best ways to do this. And you know, frankly, I I actually get, and we as a society should get, uh, kind of angry about the fact that we don't do more to introduce students to careers earlier in life. Right? I mean, if you are making sort of decisions about what you want to specialize in while you're in school, and yet you're not given the information that you need to make uh, a well-informed choice. That's that's a major problem, uh, and it leads to a huge waterfall uh, of different issues uh, once young adults are, are coming out of universities, uh, or you know, it, a lot of them are skipping universities in the first place because they don't even know why they're there. Um, so, you know, these are things that I think we we could just do much much better on. Yeah, because I want to pick up on uh, this in the last uh, f- five minutes or so that we have on the show. It, I want to pick up on money because, uh, you know, I look back at my career and it was very easy to kind of trace back my decision. It's, oh, look, uh, there's London, there's finance. A lot of people are making a ton of money in London. I'm just going to go down there and work in finance, you know, so I ended up falling into that. Uh, and it was p- partly, I guess, you just pick the money. And if you look at the uh, I guess the trends in the U.S. Um, most, uh, I reckon, a lot of uh, the students, the uh, graduates, go into law or uh, business or finance uh, based on what they perceive to be uh, monetary gain, uh, without giving it that much more consideration. And uh, how um, how important is it? Do you think to uh, actually? move away from just thinking of the the money side of it and actually thinking of it as a career what you're passionate about and all the other additional things other than money it's a great point and i'd say that there's two uh pitfalls here that are 180 degrees from each other the first is 
focusing solely on money, where uh, if you do that, then you know you could end up in a career where you're happy. But personally, I went to business school, and when I graduated, the vast majority of my classmates went into careers like investment banking and consulting and so on because it was safe and because there was a lot of money in it. And the vast majority of them were also miserable. Uh, at, at this point, I'd say 90% of them have left that career uh, and w- were not happy in it. So it's not very clearly all, all about money. At the same time, s- searching solely for what you're passionate about also can cause you problems. Uh, I met a young woman recently who uh, she what was really passionate about horseback riding when she was younger and so everybody told her follow your passion so she tried to become a professional uh, equestrian and she realized that eventually that she was really good but not one of the best in the world and so she couldn't make a living doing that and she didn't want to do an adjacent career like being a wrangler and so at age 30 she was stuck doing unpaid internships trying to switch career paths and she said I wish that I had looked more closely at at the industry and at this career path before I made that choice solely on the basis of passion. Uh, so both of those uh, can lead to to problems, and you know the the real the, the the way that people should be making these decisions is on a much more holistic basis, and and that's really why we try to connect the dots between education, careers, lifestyle, and budget, so that you can uh, both connect the heart and the head. Well, that's well said, and. I couldn't agree more um, because I've had that experience on my own journey as well. So, uh, Aaron, you know, it'd be great uh, in the final few minutes to talk. Uh, this is the App Guy podcast. We love talking about apps. So uh, if you have a smartphone smartphone in front of you or you can think of, perhaps you could spend one or two minutes just telling us about your um, favorite apps or apps where you use that you don't think we would have come across before, something new. So, have, have a think about what's on your home screen and uh, give us an app or two that you use to get you through the day. That's interesting. Uh, so I have a few apps that I, I enjoy. Unfortunately, these may not be uh, too, too secret. I think that the, the secret is probably out on these. But for news apps, uh, there's three in particular that I like. Uh, I love Paper from Facebook. I think that is... Uh, the best socially curated news app that I've found. Uh, Inside.com, uh, Inside is a great app. It was created by Jason Calacanis. Um, really pretty cool. And uh, basically they have have different pieces of news written, actually handwritten up by, I don't know who they've got right uh, going through, but curating these new news pieces and uh, writing them up for you, and the the UI on it is is pretty good as well. Um, <coughs> and, and then the third for your U.S. listeners is RCP, Real Clear Politics. Uh, I am a bit of a political junkie, and I found it has uh, really really outstanding content. So those are those are the apps that I found to be particularly helpful uh, on the on the news front. Um, you well, know, I'm going to have to jump in and ask you about paper because I haven't used paper before. And uh, what makes it so good at pulling, pulling the news that's good? How, how do you actually end up using it? So paper is it, it's just super cool. Ba- basically, you can go into this, uh, select it with a, uh, and the user UX on this is, is absolutely outstanding. 
you can go in, select uh, the specific areas of news that you're interested in. So, for instance, you could say uh, tech, foreign affairs, whatever it may be. Um, and then it's going to, based upon what your friends on Facebook are looking at, uh, in terms of what news they are, they're posting on their feeds, it's going to then take that news and share that with you. And the way that it shares it with you um, just visually looks really cool and is, is super, super easy to use. So you're, you're constantly able to just check out uh, through the so- social curation what your friends are, uh, are reading and you know, I'm always pretty interested in uh, a pretty broad variety of topics, and and I have a whole bunch of friends on Facebook, so uh, I get a just a, a ton of really cool stories on there. Well, that's wonderful. I think that's worth. Uh, so, if anyone is interested in finding the links to what we've sp- spoken about, then I, I suggest you go to theappguy.co, search for episode one six nine with Aaron Michael, and uh, you'll see links to these things and more. And and it just leaves me to say, Aaron, how best can we reach out and connect with you? What's the best way of getting in touch? Sure. So you can reach out to us at support at pathsource dot com. We'll get back to you uh, same day and. You know, it, easiest way to to find out about our app is to sign up early for it. Go to pathsource.com, click on mobile app, and it'll take you to a uh, a page where you can sign up. Wonderful. Well, I, I mean, thank you again. It's been a great journey going through figuring out all these people that you're helping. It, it must be just so rewarding for you. It's really outstanding to see an impact, and sort of across the board, we see about ten to twenty five percent of our users say that they've changed their career path after using PathSource. And, you know, that's, that's terrific to see. They're, they're making better life choices after using our tools. Yeah, and just what I've learned from you and so many of the other entrepreneurs and app developers and startup founders we've had on the show is that uh, really, that, that again, it's the, not the money that drives people. It's the a change, making a change in people's lives, having positive impact and uh, affecting people. And uh, I know this for a fact because I've just come off a, uh, an epi- um, a webinar with uh, a Tony Stubblebine who will be on the show soon. He's the, uh, the founder of Lyft and uh, they're doing a lot of stuff with coaching. And so, uh, yeah, I, th- I just love the fact that a lot of people's lives are being changed because of apps and because of people like yourself. So thank you so much, Aaron, for bringing such awesome stuff to the world. Thank you, Paul. It's, uh, it's been great to be on here. Yeah, thanks a lot, and uh, you're welcome back anytime. All right. Sounds great. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. Everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you, and you can change it. You can influence it. You can build your own things that other people can use. The App Guy Podcast 